Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. What up, what up? Hey, Nadia. What's up? Have you ever stuck your finger in a light socket and gotten electrocuted? No. <laughs> uh, apparently, according to Debbie, that's what it feels like going to Morocco <laughs> and getting her heart broken. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lon. What's up? Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. <laughs> she's, she's quite the character, huh? She has the best one-liner so far, and all her stuff is like a throwback, like stuff that you forget about, and then she suddenly brought back the talk to the hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Debbie, you're at a cafe. Why would they have a Texas margarita? A Texas margarita. Of all places. <laughs> In Morocco, in an Islamic country, in the middle of the day, at a freaking cafe, and you have the audacity to order a Texas margarita. She needed something strong. I know. <laughs> this is a very strong message that she's sending out too. Like she's like, like, and he's so casual too. It's like, do you have Texas margarita? And that poor wait staff has to be like, uh, we serve tea and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> because this is a cafe. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So since we were talking about her, do we want to start with Debbie and Osama? Yeah. Yeah. So this might be an unpopular opinion. I think Osama's telling the truth. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I get it. Well, I just, I think there was miscommunication. I really mm -hmm. do think there was miscommunication. There's definitely a language barrier here. And I think Debbie does do a lot more of the talking. I think at times Osama can be passive. So he lets her say the things she says. And maybe he just felt like he didn't want to speak up. He even tells her, well, I didn't want to tell you at the time. Cause if I told you at the time, then you definitely would have not liked me or you would have been pissed off or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I just think maybe he's just really, really passive and and he let her speak and maybe just didn't want to speak up. But I think like the things check out. When I look back from the beginning and, and how he, you know, how this whole thing was and how he said, oh, well, I thought you were coming here and I, I knew that you were going to stay, but I didn't know you were going to stay forever. And I thought we were going to go to the U.S., and that checks out because that's what he said at the beginning. He was like, no, you're going to stay here for a couple of months and then you're going back. Like, that's exactly what he said at the beginning. And she said, no, like, what are you talking about? It's almost like, yeah, like his story has been the same from the beginning, mm -hmm. but she was always kind of insistent about staying there. And it looks like he just rolled with it. So I think there was, I think, a, a miscommunication and a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. I think, too, with the language barrier the narrative has been 
oh, it's only about my visa. It's only about my visa. But he's been pretty clear about it's not just about her visa. I like her because she's an artist like me. But with the way it turned out, it's being framed as it's only about the visa for you when it's not. And he has his reasons, however misguided they may be. He's an artist and he doesn't think there's a future in art over in Morocco. And yeah, who wouldn't want to come to America if they think that this is the land of opportunity and that they can make it out here mm -hmm. um, because many people have. And that's the story that's been told. They tell that story here. We're a land of immigrants and apparently you come over here and can make it like many of us have or come from families who have immigrated here mm -hmm. and have gotten out of other countries and have made something of themselves and started families. So I, I just think it's a big misunderstanding. Obviously, Debbie doesn't see it that way. Well, what do you think before we get to the poll? I feel like it is viable, your argument. <laughs> <laughs> you don't <laughs> seem to buy it. <laughs> well, because survey says, and yeah. <laughs> you're going to talk about the Twitter poll that we put out, right? that people think that he's lying. And I think too, I might have mentioned this before, but I suspect a miscommunication as well, like a loss in translation and mm. knowing how Debbie can speak in very beautiful lingos and metaphors i'm pretty <laughs> sure he couldn't get a word in or he couldn't express his true intention i'm still skeptical about whether or not he's sincere about their relationship mm. because i just think that and maybe he's bad at explaining himself but his main focus is that he wants to go to the u.s not because he wants to be her husband but because he wants to further his passion or career as a painter slash poet slash what have you. So I think it's a bad look on his part. And I can see why when you touch on the Twitter poll, people see that as lying. Yeah, facts. And I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something I also overlooked is when he does describe it, he doesn't make her seem like the top priority yes he mentions it and he's like no i do love you but it's not like i love you first and my intentions come second it's like right. my art my art my art he talks about his financial situation and their future in morocco going nowhere and it, he prioritizes that and i think yes. maybe you're right yeah yeah yeah, totally yeah. I, and i can see that and i think too debbie feels that way too like she said something i forget how she worded it but she said something like you want a visa and like, I want a husband or something. Yeah. You don't want a wife or she framed it a certain way. And she did ask, what about love and marriage? Mm. So to her, her whole intention is happiness, right? The pursuit of happiness, love and marriage to him. Mm -hmm. It's the pursuit of a better life elsewhere with her or maybe without her. I don't know, but I have to say this, and this might also be an unpopular opinion. Had he been more upfront and honest about his true intention by saying, you know what? I befriended Debbie because I need a visa sponsor. Mm. I would have respected him mm. more. But because he frames it as, I love Debbie. Right. Or like, I'm into her. And then did a bait and switch and be like, no, you got to bring me to the US now. That's the transaction. That's the right. exchange. Right. That's and it's I the think... bait and switch part. Correct. It's not that we're going in here as kind of consenting and it's a mutual decision. 
and the transaction is equal here, it's a bait and switch and it's fraudulent. Right. Again, not denying the miscommunication and the loss in translation part. But I'm just saying like, it's such a bad look when you make it so transactional. And like I say, I would have respected him more if he had been more upfront about his true intention. If he had come off as this douchebag who wants a visa, I think we all can see that and we all can be like, yeah, he's a douche. All right, fine. But then the bait and switch kind of like hurts even more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of memes going around about how <laughs> his sister gave him that look of like, yo, you fumbled the bag. Now yeah. the rest of us can go to the <laughs> US too. <laughs> it's like that look you gave when your brother fumbled the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but jokes aside, I really think it's sad that Debbie had to find out this way. But at the same time, it's not like Debbie is faultless. I mean, what is she? I mean, I'm checking notes here. But what is she, a 67-year-old woman, doing with a 24-year-old guy in the first place, thinking yeah. that this is a happily ever after? Right. In what world? Right. You know? Yep. And that's, so, I think, the one of the biggest reasons, too, where people are having a hard time really seeing if there's any honesty in what Osama says. Because they're like, oh, there's no way. There's mm-hmm. no way that somebody like his age there's no way like he had to have known he had to have been using her there's just no way that this was a real like love story you know and that he loves her because she's an artist or whatever like no (laughs) there's like you said in what world is yeah and and i think it's not because we're ages or we're whatever you want to label it i think it's because all of us have been 24-year-old once upon a time. And we know what we want during that age. And so when we see this happening, we're like, are you kidding me? Are you sure? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we have doubts. You know, I'm not saying that it can never happen, but we have doubts about, I'm definitely skeptical when when I saw the age gap and I saw what he's into. And I mean, yeah, they have some common grounds for sure. They have some commonalities. But other than that, it seems like, their true intentions started to unravel. And that's when like, we kind of know already that they're not on the same page. Right. So let's get to the poll, y'all. Do yes. you think the Debbie and Osama thing could just be a huge miscommunication? Because that's what I posed because I started to believe that. And overwhelming amount, 72% uh, believe he's lying for a visa. Uh, the other 24% thought that maybe both of them had misunderstood each other. And only 4% say that Debbie misunderstood him. But 72% say he's lying for a visa. And I think uh, the consensus on this one, most likely spot on. Ouch. Yeah. Why are you always lying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, okay, I have to uh, address something that a listener of ours emailed about recently. I know we made some comments about how we welcome everyone to the U.S. And in a way, we do. That's what the Statue of Liberty is there for. (laughs) However, I know it's a very sensitive topic because folks think that, yeah, you are welcomed in the U.S., but you got to do it legally. And yes, we're all for the legal process, going through the legal process. We're not saying that we're for the opposite. That being said, me personally, I've gone through the legal process. 
and I know how painful it is. So I know that it's definitely something that I advocate to be fair to people who actually go through the same legal process, right? But I also sympathize with people who are refugees mm-hmm. who cross the border. It is dangerous crossing borders. And for you to go through that, especially women and children, there must be a reason for you to resort to that kind of desperate measures. And I feel for them that they have to go through that. I'm not saying that everyone who crosses the borders are good or bad, but I feel like it's such a nuanced topic. But Mm -hmm. I'm definitely for the legal process because that's the process that I went through, even though it is pretty... (laughs) Pretty lengthy and pretty painful and it it did have a bit of trauma because I was left on my own while my then partner was here in the US. So it wasn't pretty, but I can understand as a taxpayer, you kind of like think like, oh yeah, my money's going towards, oh, like wasting away on like illegal immigrant crossing or something like that. But me personally, I see them as humans and I see that everyone deserves to seek a better life and I feel bad that people resort to crossing the border because they're escaping their lives back home you know right exactly all right so rent over and I thought we can touch on a bit of Gabe and Isabel which is I think another filler episode I don't know Lon do you have anything much that you want to add to their scenes i mean there really wasn't much to say they made this episode seem more about monica than anything gabe was a stand-in talking head for it to kind of explain the situation and we got a little bit of isabel you know kind of rushing and being upset or whatever but this kind of just seemed to focus more on um, monica and gabe's strained relationship but it really didn't give us much it was kind of just like oh, here's a teaser. And it wasn't even really a teaser. It it really did feel like filler. Are we going to get any resolution out of this? I don't think so. Just go ahead and and get married, right? Really, I put that on Monica. I don't know what else to say. It's your brother's wedding. You can support him and, and show up. And yeah, unless she really doesn't want him to get married. And in that case, is she you know, really sabotaging every relationship he gets into? So I can see why this would upset him. But I mean, they had covered this already in the previous episode, so I don't know why we're getting more of it now. I don't have really anything else to say about that. Yeah, me too. I feel like Monica not showing up is probably a result of her finding out that Gabe has this preconceived opinion about her ruining any relationship that he's in. And I think that obviously hurt her feelings and maybe that's her way of retaliating or like... (laughs) Maybe that's her trying to cause him more hurt because hurt begets hurt, right? (laughs) I don't know. I I can't wait to see what happens next. I have a feeling Monica is going to show up. (laughs) So do I. Yeah. (laughs) So do I. It's just like, whatever. (laughs) They're a healthy couple from a healthy family. You know, I'm not worried. But I do have a question. Maybe I'm not paying attention here. Are the parents showing up? Because I feel like she went ahead and like the parents are not coming. Yeah, I don't know about that. It was just like, bye. <laughs> Have <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> like the mom was sewing the bride's bridesmaids dresses, dresses and the yeah. dad presented her with the wedding cake and everything. Yeah. And then like, deuces, see ya. Yeah, we'll see. Are y'all. they not coming? 
Yeah. I did like their reaction, though, their support. I think throughout the entire season, Isabel's parents and, and their support and their open-mindedness and just their love for mm-hmm. their daughter and for their acceptance has just really been top-notch. And this episode continued to show that. But yeah, I noticed that too. Like, I just figured, oh, maybe they're not going to go. <laughs> Hopefully they'll show up later yeah. in a different car or something. I don't know. It's so weird. We'll have to wait and see. What do you think about <laughs> Johan going one playing one on one basketball with a semi pro? He's not a basketball player. <laughs> Who? Johan. I know yeah. what a waste of height because I yeah. feel like he's t- way taller. He just needs to tip the ball in, and yet yeah, he can't even make the first basket. Uh, yeah, like... it looked like it would have been easy buckets. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> his coordination was all off, and it just it was like wow. Maybe he's a better a football player. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what do you think of that conversation um, about Danielle? Because I feel like there's no surprises there, right? Like both of them agreed that Danielle is a control freak. She's definitely type A, domineering. Like what's new? <laughs> yeah, I think they both have similar experiences with Danielle. The main difference is uh, Taylor knew that it was a temporary thing. Mm. So for him, he's like, I don't have to put up with this. He knew mm. that. Whereas Johan, he's in this for life. So of course he's going to want someone to compromise with. I think the conversation with Talon was was all right. It didn't tell us anything new. I, it, it was good that we got an apology from Johan for how he was acting. But it was the conversation with Danielle that was really rubbing me the wrong way. And again, I think at times they're both wrong. They're both right. But this is definitely a marriage. And it's definitely something that requires compromise. And I feel for Johan, I get that Danielle feels she doesn't need to apologize for anything, but Johan feels like he's sacrificing. Mm. He feels like he's giving up a lot of things because Mm -hmm. there is no compromise. It's always Danielle's way, Danielle's way, Danielle's way. And when it's Mm -hmm. like that, somebody can feel like we're not equals here. This isn't a partnership. It's always me giving into you and you getting your way all the time. Right. And that's just not how a marriage is going to work, not for the long haul. And for Danielle to say, well, I am who I am, and that's me. And Johan tried to show her that double standard and go, okay, well, I am who I am, and I don't want to change. Well, how about that? Then how do we move forward, right? I think he's trying to tell her that. She doesn't know how to compromise, so of course she's going to just say, shut up and I don't want to talk about this anymore and go call your dad, your priest, your mom. I don't want to. And I'm just like, are you even ready for marriage? Like, I get it. I'm all for people saying I am who I am. Love me for me and meeting somebody then you love them for them. Yeah. But at the same time, when you get into a lifetime commitment, it can't be all about that. There has to be a compromise somewhere if you're going to live peacefully with a partner And yeah, not everything is going to line up. Mm -hmm. They'll still love you and you'll still love them, but there's got to be some kind of compromise here. And Danielle just doesn't seem to want to be able to do that. It's always her way. We've said this many times throughout the season. It's always, always her way. And I think she knows that. She likes it that way and she's not going to change. And for her to say that to her husband, who's trying to talk to her, was really just such a letdown. Yeah. I think we've always maintained that Danielle's going to do Danielle things. 
Danielle's gonna be Danielle. She's gonna Danielle. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. So let's move on to Jamie and Chris. What is going on with Chris? <laughs> what the hell? Like, I don't know, y'all. It's her son now. <laughs> what is going on? It was financial at first, right? And the finances were questionable because she had a financial plan. Sell mm -hmm. the house, work on starting a business over in Colombia. And, but now it turns out that it's her son and she had to stay behind because she had to take care of her son, right? I'm like, how many reasons are you going to give? How many excuses? Are you going to give to like not want to come back or to not talk to your wife? So I don't know. It just more eyebrow raising than anything. And, you know, the entire episode, all they're doing is just beating around the bush and dodging confrontation. And they finally get into it. And this is what I hated about the show. And I hate this about 90 Day Fiance. They always do this, this dangling the carrot in front of us. You know, and they show us the scene and it's the same scene they've been showing us for the last like two weeks. I'm like, oh, this is the cliffhanger, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, and they tease it as if it's the beginning and we're going to get more of it. But instead they show it and then that's the end. And I'm like, man, that's just the trailer you've been showing us, <laughs> you know, like when she walks off. Right. And I'm like, and then the credits are rolling. and I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> so we're going to have to wait another week. But apparently, uh. It's the tell next week, is it really? So yeah. maybe we won't even get to see that. We'll just talk about it. Yeah. I'm not even sure why she's in this relationship. It feels like she's avoiding it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it looks like she is avoiding it. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope that this is not the case in real life, but it just seems like Chris is not invested at all. Mm -hmm. And I hate the fact that Maybe it's the editing, but they're trying to play out the whole, like, Jamie's a gold digger. Yeah. When I think all Jamie wanted is some attention, some TLC, some wife time. <laughs> time with right. her wife. So and she's the one paying the, all the bills at the moment in, um, in Colombia. So, like, Chris stopped helping pay, like, the rent, right? Maybe I misinterpret, but Chris claims that she's giving money for the rent. Hmm. And to support Jamie's lifestyle. Hmm. Because remember she mentioned to her mom like, yeah, I'm paying this much for the house and Jamie's gym membership. And again, like, maybe that's true. Maybe she yeah. is a sugar mama, even though I'm not a fan of her fashioning herself that way. There's something to it because it seems like Chris is struggling with money. But at the same time too, like prior to all of this, she said, oh, she sold her house. She it has this bike thing that she could sell yeah. for $50,000 or something like that. So it's like, it seems like she has money, but at the same time, she also doesn't have money. Yeah. And, and you, she's you doing know, all these odd jobs. You're not a sugar mama. You're married. Yeah. That's what it is. That's that's your wife. Y'all, when y'all get married and, and you have a partner, that's just what y'all do for each other. You're supposed to support each other. Yeah. <laughs> no one is each other's like sugar whatever that's you know? why you took the vows yeah. maybe she didn't understand them because they were in spanish but jeez <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're not a sugar mama you're just fucking married that's yeah. what that is <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> newsflash <laughs> you're right married, so you right. have to support each other financially and i think we all witnessed that scene where she did tell jamie to quit her job mm-hmm so I don't know. 
We, I didn't like the way she stormed off either. Yeah. I don't know if she's irritable because she's going through withdrawals or something, but mm. when she snapped and she started like cursing her out, I was like, that's flying off the handle reaction. Like, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> she defaulted to the I'm done. Excuse, yeah. Right. I'm done. And then yeah. she just walked away. And Jamie's just trying to like reason out with her. And all she can say is like, keep your voice down, you know, lower your voice. And like, no, Jamie's just as upset as you are. So mm -hmm. you got to listen to her. One person has to listen. The other one has to talk. Like she's not exactly screaming, but she's just as annoyed as you are. So yeah, I just think she wanted to hear it. Yeah, she probably doesn't yeah. want to hear it. And I think that comes from her thinking that her being there is a favor. Mm -hmm. Instead of an obligation, it's a favor. And that's why right. she's like, I'm done. Because if you're done that quick, it means that you were never invested. Mm -hmm. You don't want to fight for this relationship. Yeah. Change my mind. <laughs> right. So I think we've reached the end. Or rather, the last couple that we could be covering, which is going to be very interesting. So I want to <laughs> hear what you have to say. <laughs> I think we've said what we have to say, and I think we've been correct all this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you tweeted out that part where he's swinging for the fences because I was like, yeah, that's all you're going to get. Just a kiss. Yeah. She's not going to give anything else. Look, you already made it plain and clear that you're choosing your family over her. You dragged this for three years. You wasted her time. And kudos to Jen for standing up and, mm -hmm. and like standing firm too that she's not going to like let him talk her into waiting any longer. I'm glad that she cut her losses there and then. And, and I think it's probably because she's also very insulted that when it all comes down to it is the age, mm -hmm. which she cannot change. Right. And in my point of view, he knew all along. He did. And that's why when I tweeted that she's the cap woman because he's always trying to like keep her on the side while he allows his family to look for the main chick. Right. Yep. You know, all along, here's the thing. For me, the nail in the coffin was when he admitted that he wasn't going to choose over his family. Yep. Then why did you fucking tell her that? Yeah. Why did you propose? Why did you? Pro yeah. All these things line up like... He was just saying what he needed to say to get the booty. Like, yes. that's it. He was telling her what he thought she would want to hear, including if it meant, yeah, like, I want us to get married. And it just went too far. It just went too far. And the more he kept spinning this story, the more true it became. And before he knew it, he was engaged. And holy shit, she's moving here. And it's time to come out now. Yeah. And he didn't know how to get it unraveled the way he had explained it. So he's trying to dig himself out of this hole. And it was just too big to overcome. And the final scene, it to me, it just looked really cringy because it was. It still looked like he was still trying to get some. Like, mm. dude, go home, dude. Go home. Leave. It's over. And he's still there. He's still lingering. He's still trying to cry on her sh on her shoulder. He's still giving her a hug, telling her, I don't want to lose you. I'm like, dude, go. And then 
come on, just a kiss. I'm like, fucking go, bro. Like, go. <laughs> go, dude. Don't you know what you just did to her? Yeah. Yeah. And for him to say, if it ever came down to that, I would choose you over my family. And then so easily give up. Easily. What did you say? She's like, well, what did you say? What did you tell them? Mm. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're fucking weak, man. Like, you know, don't say some shit like that then. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We called it. Like, Yeah, we, we called, called it. it. And also, we should have seen it coming too because only liars speak in wishy-washy language, you know, where mm. he can't even explain himself. Mm -hmm. You know, he can't explain the Indian matchmaking process well. And he can't even explain why it took him this long to even introduce her as a girlfriend, mm -hmm. let alone an actual fiance. Right. And I also wonder why Jen didn't show the ring to the mom. Because that's proof that, hey, look, your son proposed to me. So that means he's planning to be committed to me. And yeah, again, I'm, I think part of it is contrived, but... At the same time, too, like, if this was, like, an actual setup, I just feel like Rishi's just stringing her along as we, you know, suspected. And Jen, I feel bad that she didn't see the signs. And she was really pinning her hope on him, like, choosing her over the family. But it was never to be that way. Because yeah. he's not planning on moving out. He wants her to live with him in a joint living situation. Yeah, and again, like you say, the nail in the coffin, or rather the, the actual deal breaker here is the age, has been all along because mm -hmm. he knew that his mom's looking for that grandchildren, the lineage. So yeah, it's such a waste of time. Really. Yeah, he knew from the beginning. There's good and bad, right? Because I feel it was fake and I'm glad this happened because it put an end, it finally put an end to things and the truth finally came out. So mm. I don't know if, if it would have been better for them to live in a fantasy for, for another couple of months before mm. it got shut down. I don't know what's better, you know, whether it ended as shitty as it did now, or they live, you know, in some fairy tale for a few more months and then it ends then. <laughs> but she seemed so happy, you know, and and I feel bad because I was smiling at first. I was like, oh, you have no idea. Yeah, they were and celebrating. She's, yeah, she's all happy and stuff. And I was just like, this is short-lived. This is short-lived. <laughs> Enjoy the smiling now because yeah. it's coming. In true 90 Day Fiancé fashion, like all that got squashed, you know, obviously because we are reaching the end of this The Other Way series and I kind of see it coming that, yeah, it's not going to end well. Yeah. Do you remember Avery and Ash? Avery from Seattle and Ash? I do. Yeah. It's almost similar because like, I feel Ash kind of dragged things along. I forgot then, how they ended. I yeah, know that I'm he was to becoming very like, I know that he was like somewhat sexist <laughs> or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, and then she was like, huh? And yeah, I, think I think that started to come out later, but yeah. I forgot how they ended ended. I think like, was he stringing try... her along too or something? Uh, I think in a way, I guess, but yeah, I think you're right. It's more of like a personality clash because he's this like love guru that thinks that women are not doing 
their best right. to satisfy their men and she's like whoa 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 pump yeah. the brakes there like what you're saying and the gender roles yeah and the gender roles things, and, and everything she was like <laughs> and i think too like he lied about the divorce as well mm. yeah too. such a good memory right no i'm actually reading my notes no <laughs> 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 uh, this pregnancy brain can only retain so much so I rely a lot on my notes but yes I get that Avery Ash vibe going uh, but yeah theirs is totally different it's not so much age related I think it's closer to Jenny and Sumit to be honest where the family didn't agree because Jenny's that much older and unfortunately in this case even though Jen is relatively young 46 is not really that old but yeah. I think too Jen's not looking to start a family whereas the mom probably wants a grandkid I have a whole new respect now for Samik <laughs> I used to tease the guy right Damn. you know you, he took well, a stand he took a stand like yeah for, for some reason seeing Rishi and how like reluctant and, and hesitant and how he wasn't fighting and how, you know, he's saying all these sweet nothings, right? Sumit was actually a man of his fucking word. Mm. And yeah, I get it. You know, he, he doesn't want to stand up to his parents, but he did, though. He chose he, in his way, he, own way. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. And, and then the entire time I'm over here saying, you need to fucking stand up. You know what I mean? Stand up for yourself, Sumit. And he was. It was yeah. hard. It was difficult. And, you know, maybe... I could barely see it at the time because he's like, I, I still want to make them happy. And I'm like, yeah. you can't fucking make both. You can't have both. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he can't, but he did it anyway. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Like, Sumit really did. It was a hard fought battle and he's still fighting it. I don't know if his mom wants to see Jenny still. I don't know anymore. But like, he fucking did. He went yeah. all the way. And he chose I have Jenny. He chose Jenny yeah, and, and the difficulty that comes with that and the family problems that come with the conflict that comes with that and and the culture turning away from him and all this stuff. Like like at the time when we're watching it, you know, I'm just like, come on to me. Like, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, we're just talking heads, y'all. We just we just talk <laughs> about mm -hmm. the show and stuff. But seeing how differently Rishi handled this versus Sumit. Yeah, I can honestly say that now I have a whole different view of Sumit now. He's a lot tougher. He does seem kind of the passive type and, oh, I always want to please my parents and stuff like that. But compared to Rishi, no, Sumit really, really stood up for his, the woman he loved, really stood up for the relationship, is really going through it, whereas Rishi would rather not. Yeah. You know, maybe we have to give credit to Rishi for being upfront rather than dragging this again mm. for another series. We don't know <laughs> if they're going to drag this, right? Because again, this could be an editing thing, but it seems like Jen can let go and Rishi's still trying to like lure her in. because Like he, there's a small... There's a small possibility that they still continue this and then, and then it's going to be like another Jenny and Sumit where it just drags yeah. on. And Didn't then, she say, like, I want to talk to you, but not right now or something like yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like towards the end, the goodbye part when they're trying yeah, to walk away like, from each other. Yeah, I think she's trying to break it off as gently as possible. But at the same time, I think she's also being firm about, hey, you've 
wasted my time. Just go. There's no point in you going in circles trying to tell me that you're not choosing me over your family. There's gonna be surprise at the tell-all. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, pretty sure, pretty sure. All right, Lon, let's wrap it up with our WTF moment. Ah, uh, let's see, WTF. I want to give it to um the Texas Margarita. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was such an unexpected but pleasant surprise. I thought it was funny, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not going to get a Texas margarita. No, we don't have fucking Texas margaritas. <laughs> Where do you think you are? But again, this is Debbie. That's what makes her such a lovable character, especially in the these last few episodes. Like her character has really gotten to shine a bit more. Yeah. And yeah, she always says something that just like catches us off guard. And this episode, <laughs> it was requesting a Texas margarita. That was so um, random. Yeah, it was so very random. random. But at the same time, it was also very indicative of, I think, of kind of like we as Americans, when we're going through it or dealing with something like a breakup or something like that, like that's what we do, man. We go to the <laughs> bar, we get smashed, we have a drink or whatever, you know, and she's just like, I just need a good margarita right now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> she's in the wrong place. Yeah, I know. You ain't getting that here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So random. My WTF moment is really minutia. It's a small detail that I thought I was the only one who spotted, but I think a lot of people also commented is the way Chris jumped into that pool headfirst. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, bruh, doesn't she have like a spine neck thing? <laughs> and I get it. Like, obviously the pool absorbs your, you know, when you dive into it, it absorbs, right? So it's not like you feel it, but it's like the way she carries herself doesn't look like someone who has right. my neck, my back. <laughs> yeah. Those health very problems. Yeah. yeah. Very sus. <laughs> Coming into question. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, aside from the whole Debbie and Osama's breakup and Rishi and Jen, Rishi and Jen, I feel like we kind of saw that coming uh, mm -hmm. in a way. I mean, maybe the other WTF is Johan missing an easy bucket. Yeah, Johan on the basketball court yeah. the entire time was WTF. Yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> he didn't look coordinated at all. Totally. <laughs> Maybe it was because he was in flip-flops. I don't know, but he just did yeah. not look graceful at all on that basketball court. Yeah, but we also have to bear in mind that Thailand, right? Thailand, is it Thailand or Thailand? Yeah. It's a semi-pro basketball player, so obviously Thailand's going to make him look bad. But yeah, yeah he came <laughs> unprepared, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Lon, this is uh, episode 14 of 90 Day Fiancé, The Other Way, season four. Like I think we mentioned next week is going to be the last episode plus a tell-all. Anything else that you want to cover before we close this out? No, not that I'm aware of. All right. No other shows that you're watching? Oops. Uh, I haven't had much time. But I'm on season two now. I'm getting there. I'm on season two of, um, of Indian Matchmaking. Indian Matchmaking, yeah. From the creators of Indian Matchmaking, there's now Jewish. Jewish Matchmaking. matchmaking. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So interesting, man. So interesting. I'll get to that sooner or later, I'm sure. All right. I guess, I mean, for me, I, I don't know what else I'm watching. I, I can't remember. Probably something on Netflix that I binged, but... uh. 
Yes, I'm watching Queen Charlotte, which is like a spin-off of Bridgerton. The Bridgerton spin-off. I saw yeah. the yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's getting to me. It's definitely getting to me. I'm at episode 3 or 4 right now and it's really getting to me. So Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh yeah, that's about it. Happy Mother's Day. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Happy Mother's Day. By the time this comes out, obviously it's going to be belated, but Happy belated Mother's Day and hope you all are enjoying. I think it's also Mental Awareness Month, uh, AAPI Heritage Month, obviously. Lots to celebrate. You know, obviously Cinco de Mayo already passed. Uh, so yeah, a lot to celebrate and uh, we wish everyone well and... Be safe out there. Shit's pretty bad here in America, y'all. Uh, just wanted to say our hearts go out to the victims of gun violence and yep. the recent um again unfortunately mass shooting uh here that we've had in america so uh just be safe take care of each other and yes. uh, be kind to one another please and uh, uh hope that gun violence will i hope that we can put an end to it i've had friends who wants to visit but they're afraid now because it's so rampant and as someone who's going to become a mom soon, it's definitely a cause for concern. So, all right. all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Continue to engage us on our social media or through email. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.